afternoon. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Hey, I guess we should maybe introduce ourselves since uh, we're not quite uh, uh, an internet uh, sensation yet. Not yet. So I'm Bill Woodson, uh, Dean of Outreach and uh, Chief Diversity Officer at New College. Uh, welcome to Making a Better New. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm uh, Joey Daniels. I'm a fourth year thesis student. I study history and French. Cool. Cool. And this is our second podcast. So we're yeah. going to get better. We're getting fancier now. We're going to be on a real podcast uh, service platform. We're going to be available on Apple and Google podcast. And uh, it's going to be pretty sweet. It's also going to be available on Spotify, I think, as well. Well, I'm really glad to have a student to partner with in this uh, space, having this dialogue about uh, culture and climate and uh, creating a more inclusive campus uh, environment. Uh, I think it's going to be really important to have student voices in here, and hopefully you'll connect us to some more students as well as to our faculty and staff. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's good to be here as a student voice. Today I'm going to be sitting down with Professor Sarah Hernandez. And we'll be discussing the history and future of the intergroup dialogue. That should be a good discussion. And uh, I know Dr. Hernandez has a lot to say on the topic of dialogue. And I know that she's got some deep expertise on, uh, on dialogue and on diversity, equity, and inclusion. I look forward to hearing the comments. Have a good conversation. Thank you for joining us today, Professor Hernandez. It's my pleasure, of course. Uh, New College is a place where contentious issues can be raised and discussed, and difficult conversations can be had in ways that are constructive, illuminating, and it elevates our understanding of the world and ourselves. Intergroup dialogue is one technique on campus that helps facilitate dialogue between groups of people. Professor Sarah Hernandez is one of the faculty who co-teach the intergroup dialogue tutorial. And she is currently co-teaching it as a set sail course for the first year seminars. So my first question today is just what is intergroup dialogue? So yes, I will speak to that. Um, IGD in its formal, we could say one of the formal definitions out there, um, it, it is a face-to-face -face facilitated learning experience that brings together people from different social identity groups. And this is done over a sustained period of time in order to understand their commonalities and differences, in order to examine the nature and the impact of societal inequalities, and in order to explore the ways that we can be working together to, towards a greater equity, equality, and justice in our society. Um, so that is the formal definition. Um, I would say that uh, in, in its, uh, let's say, in its practice, in a more informal way of thinking about IGD, um, what we're talking about is developing the skills to engage in difficult conversations and uh, get to understand each other. At its core, the idea of intergroup dialogue is that we're not trying to convince the other that we are right, and which is what you would find in 
types of conversations that involve a discussion mm -hmm. or a debate, right? So in those, those two settings, we're really seeing a desire to prove one's argument is more convincing or to, and I would say to get the other side to agree with us. Yeah. So that kind of, of um, setup is not necessarily encouraging uh, the process of understanding each other, trying to seek to comprehend both ourselves why are we coming from the angle that we're coming? Why are we motivated to pursue an issue uh, in the way that we're pursuing it? Or why do we stand in the, the belief systems that we have? Many times these are uh, things that are shaped by our own life experiences, um, the, the worldviews that we've been taught throughout uh, our lives, right? And so those experiences lead to different um, belief systems and in intergroup dialogue, the attempt is to come to an understanding both of ourselves. Many times we're not really sufficiently um, uh, self-conscious of our, you know, where we're coming from and why. But also, and just as importantly, it is understanding where the people that we're disagreeing with are coming from. So the intent is not really to uh, come to an agreement necessarily, but rather to come to an understanding. So if I'm able to understand where the person who thinks differently from me is coming from, that doesn't mean that I have to agree with them. It simply means now I understand why they feel the way they feel. And mm -hmm. we've reached you know, some degree of, of acknowledgement of our own humanity and why, what is this, the key source of our differences of opinion or of vision. So intergroup dialogue is seeking to encourage us, first of all, to look to, to search for that approach to communication, to, for di a dialogic communication, as opposed to a debate or a discussion and, uh, approach. Um, the other element of what IGD is um, looking for is the acknowledgement that even though we think we know how to engage in conversation. We're better at debate than discussions because that's how we're trained in most of our lives. Yeah. Um, we really don't necessarily have the skills to engage in dialogic frameworks. And that takes a lot of effort and, 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 and training, right? And, and acknowledgement that it's a skill to be developed and it can, like I would say, like sports or like art, it's a skill that none of us is perfect at, and we have to continue practicing it and, and look for ways in which we can improve uh, that capacity of dialogic engagement. So, um, yeah, that's, you know, the, the framework of the definition, we could say, of what uh, intergroup dialogue is. All right. Thank you. Thank you. And one thing that you kind of touched on that I was personally curious about with intergroup dialogue is the difference between like discussion or debate versus dialogue. And I think that kind of like reflects the nuances like in issues today and like at new college in general, and that there's not going to be necessarily like 
one correct response or one incorrect response that you're trying to convince people. So I think that's a really important part of that that kind of sets this aside from other and, and ways of facilitating conversation. Indeed, and, and as you were pointing out, I mean, it, it's something that affects us not only at New College, but beyond the college. Um, you know, folks are, are, I'm seeing more and more universities uh, encouraging this kind of training. And I was honestly surprised with, when one of our students who had been trained here with IGD uh, had a, a very prestigious internship. Um, the, the student in the internship was required along with other people in their internship to go through a more um, compressed version of the mm -hmm. training uh, that they did at, at the college and, um, and learn about IGD, right? And so they, they are seeing and more and more uh, entities are seeing the, the importance of developing that skill for the workers and, you know, their, in this case, their interns. Yeah, definitely. That's, uh, I think it will only be positive to have this as in workplaces and schools throughout the United That's the States. Hope. Yeah. yeah. So you introduced intergroup dialogue to New College and what kind of difficulties, if any, I'm sure there were, but did you experience while trying to kind of develop this for New College? Difficulties, um... I would say uh, initially the primary one was um, getting the support from the administrators at New College mm -hmm. and for them as well, uh, I think I imagine the challenge is, and what I mean by support is financial support, Yeah. right? Because to train people by professionals, one has to pay the professionals that would do your training. Yeah. Um, and so that implies that the administrators have to make a commitment to diversity and put the money into it. Um, and sometimes we could say, uh, well, but there's no money for it and we need to put the money to hire TAs for the students or we need money to provide for scholarships or there's a wide variety of ways in which, you know, there's difficult decisions to be made. Um, so I was very um, appreciative of the time when there was a shift in administration and a willingness to, we could say, put the money where the mouth is yeah. and actually put the money out to train people um, in, in this particular kind of skill. I mean, there's other decisions in the process, right, as to what is the best approach of putting your money for, that, for addressing diversity at the college which kinds of programs that are, you know, competing to address diversity would be provided the support. Um, we could think of, you know, a variety of events that acknowledge and celebrate diversity, uh, mm -hmm. like currently we're seeing with the uh, Latinx Heritage Month, or we will see later with the Black History Month. Um, you know, we've had like an indigenous film festival, all of these things also require financial support from the institution, in addition to the proposal of IGD. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, things we would like to support. And I think that the biggest challenge has been that financial side of things. Um, 
and and at the same time um, grappling with the the various options that we have in enhancing diversity right there's not just IGD as the magical framework is one of many tools through mm -hmm. which we will be working towards diversifying and and you know creating a more inclusive and and uh, environment right where we have equity in greater respect for each other and justice in our community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I like what you said about the, it's just a tool, like it's another tool in the diversity and uh, inclusion toolkit, I guess. To, and I think that kind of acknowledges that there are other places like that people need to put in work other than like intergroup dialogue and like going to events and things like that. So that's right. Yeah. And um, what we've been talking about the history of intergroup dialogue. So let's kind of go to the future and what kind of uh, goals and aspirations do you have for the future of intergroup dialogue at New College? So we have, we're thinking about a variety of things um, for some time. Uh, well, you know, we already talked about the, the desire to continue it for the students in, mm -hmm. in part of the academic program. Um, but there has also been a desire by faculty to, to be trained in this framework, right? So we did, um, we did do a, a, an initial training and it was a, an intensive just, uh, you know, um, three-hour program with uh, in, as part of the training for first year faculty who are teaching the set cell programs and so that was very helpful very useful as an initial step um, the hope is to create more programming as well for both faculty and staff and you know that's going parallel with you know the the, the efforts with uh, the students as well mm -hmm. um, one of the challenges with with that comes back to having the finances to yeah. compensate the people to do the training mm -hmm. and for the college to also support the people who would be taking the training because it's their time as well. Yeah. And um, if the college wants people to be trained in this particular skill, we need to uh, allow them to use, for instance, some of their work time to dedicate to that training. The college mm -hmm. has done it and, and, and I, I'm, I'm very happy that, that we did with regards to the implicit bias training that happened last semester mm -hmm. and, and, and part of the summer. So I think that that's very, you know, that's really encouraging in, in seeing that kind of commitment from the institution in allowing employees to take time from uh, the work time, at least that one hour, right, mm -hmm. to go through some of these trainings. So um, we're still working through that, uh, you know, how that's going to happen. But my hope is that we'll be able to begin to implement something like that. That's a really good idea. And I think it also kind of reflects like the peer-to-peer -peer nature of it. Not only is it like, like on the student side of things, like students helping facilitate, but maybe like other faculty or administrators could also kind of begin to to um, work on that kind of peer-to-peer -peer communication, I guess. 
It's very important. I mean, many ways, like in the broader society, we see the reflection of the larger environment we're in. It's a very conflictive and space, and uh, we have a, a unique opportunity to be able to help each other better uh, work through through those conflicts, right? So one point I can raise is that uh, an important vision from from an IGD perspective is that we don't see conflict as bad. Yeah. We're not trying to avoid conflict, we can, but we're trying to make it um, uh, explore the ways in which we can work through that conflict, seeking uh, a more positive process um, in, 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 in engaging in you know, the disagreements that we might have and we're always going to have in, in, in a wide variety of, of ways and fields. And, um, so learning to work with each other and acknowledging those differences is an important skill to have, mm-hmm. and and um, it's hard to develop those skills in the larger society and in everyday lives at home. We're busy with taking care of home issues, right? Whether you're cleaning the house, whether you're cooking, taking if you have family, right? Taking care of the other people in your family, and mm-hmm. then you know the broader environment, the shopping, and if people are engaged in in the civic engagement in their communities. Um, when are we going to sit down and learn these skills? Yeah. So w- being in, in a particular workplace that encourages that is, you know, in, in, in a learning institution in particular that is, in, you know, created precisely for learning new things, expanding our horizons. We have a very unique situation to be able to, to create the space yeah. to, to learn those, those skills. And those are skills that will take beyond the particular workplace to hopefully we could right yeah practice them even within our family right (laughs) yeah yeah and it definitely like having that institutional framework is really important and kind of like institutionally cementing the idea that like conflict is not necessarily bad and overcoming or finding ways to kind of navigate amongst the conflict can help us build stronger relationships like with the community and yeah. uh, interpersonally also right really interesting insights yeah thank you i i definitely learned about a lot about the history of intergroup dialogue and where we can go in the future and i understand we're going to get some more insights from uh, professor hernandez when we come back on uh, with our next episode we're going to get into some some new new things, another topic, right? Indeed, we're going to be talking about new colleges, new idea. And no, that's not just a, a tagline, it's actually a, an acronym for the Initiative for Diversity and Equity in Academics here at New College. Okay, and that's that's this new thing that uh, they're doing with the provost office, and it's I think something that was suggested by the faculty of color and underrepresented groups. Is that right? That's correct. That's correct. Here we can uh, go into the interview where Professor Hernandez will tell us more. Excellent. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing more about uh, idea and see what they're up to, see what they're thinking about. Uh, Thanks so much. Uh, Thanks for bringing that great conversation to our community. And uh, thanks to everyone who's been listening to 
making a better new. And uh, we'll see you next time. And looking forward to your ideas and about future episodes. Thank you. Thanks to our special guest, Professor Sarah Hernandez, and to our sound engineer, Stephen Kashashian. <laughs>